Attention, ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. It is Friday, your Friday. New York worldwide. Well, half the world is Friday. Anyway. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And as always, so much news. We've got uh, news here from New York. We've got news from around the country. The J6 committee met. I had their big uh, J6 television show last night. I did not watch. And this is unusual for me. Usually when there is a big news event, I'm going to watch it. I decided I was going to read about it and read everything I could on it, but I did not want to subject myself to throwing things at the TV and uh, being upset all last night. So I didn't watch it. If you did, if you want to talk about it, by all means, go ahead. I have, of course, multiple stories on it, and today... Lucky for us, Princess Di is going to weigh in. Senator Ron Johnson will be on with us very shortly today. And uh, there's other news. Let me just start with a few things. Um, And I do want to start with one story from the J6, one of the J6 stories. And that is uh, Republican Representative Liz Cheney has fired a warning to, quote-unquote, to to members of her own party. That would be many of us who backed former President Donald Trump. During her opening remarks, Liz Cheney wanted to say, I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. So that's what Liz Cheney has to say to us. Well, Ms. Cheney, I am not dishonored in the least. I'm very honored to support President Trump and have and have been supporting President Trump since he ran. I think if there's any dishonor, you need to look in the mirror. You're one of the conservative people that came to be conservative. We have a president that's done more for conservatism, and never once have you complained about the attempted coup against President Trump. Never once have you complained about the phony impeachments. In fact, you voted for them. You've gone right along with your Democrat establishment, your your Democrat friends in this. I think that after November, the voters in in, in your state, in Wyoming, will show us who they believe should be dishonored, them or you. And I think unless Democrats save your political keister, it'll be you. Uh... Authorities in California, this is a New York Post story, have refused to release any footage showing the DUI arrest of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, saying it could jeopardize the investigation. Yeah, mm-hmm. Average citizen, you get your footage released. Your, your, your picture splashed all over the newspaper the next day after your, after your mug shots are shown, but... But the husband of Nancy Pelosi, oh, no, no, no. We have to have weeks and weeks of investigation. And no, we can't release anything to the media. And then the spokesperson for Napa Valley says, oh, it's standard protocol 
in any DUI case that's referred by a law enforcement agency in Napa County. There's no decisions being made here. No charges so far filed against the 82-year-old businessman. Well, again, there is a double standard of justice. And another sign of that double standard of justice is what's going on in Maryland. Protesters are still out in front of Justice Kavanaugh's house, even though it is against the law for them to be there. And, of course, the Department of Justice will do absolutely nothing to stop this. And now there is word, Fox News story, Ruth sent us. This is the group that published maps, names of how to get to the justices' houses. In other words, they doxed Supreme Court justices. Ruth sent us group hinted at targeting Supreme Court Justice Barrett's children and church. That's right. Her church, too. Protesters marched outside the home of Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett one day after an alleged assassination attempt against her colleague, Justice Kavanaugh. Pro-choice group Ruth Sinos hinted at targeting protests at Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett after the attempted attack on Justice Kavanaugh. They posted a call for demonstrations at her home and church. And they also let it be known where her children attend school. Now, why do you think that they did that? What do you think that they really want to happen? Why do you think that Ruth sent us this group of leftists that suddenly sprung up after the documents were leaked out of the Supreme Court, the draft document that would actually correct the horrible Roe versus Wade law that Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself said was flawed. Why do you suppose that they are telling people where they can find Justice Barrett's children, where they can find her church, and of course, why are they at her home? Why? If you have any ideas, give us a call. Why do you think they're targeting her children? What do you think they want to happen? And why, one day after an assassination attempt on a member of the Supreme Court, by the way, you don't see much about that in the press today, because they don't care. But why is Ruth sent us doing this? We will talk J6, but also there are so many other things I want to talk about with Senator Johnson when he comes on. He has been the target of unscrupulous attacks in the media. They see this as a seat that if they lie about Senator Johnson enough, if they smear him enough, they see the mainstream media working in cahoots with their other party members in the Democrat Party believe that they might be able to flip his seat in Wisconsin. We're going to talk to him. They've been targeting him all along. You know why? Because he's so frank and he's so honest about things and because he thinks like most true conservatives, and he's unafraid. So I can't wait to talk with him. There is another election going on, and it kind of saddens me to have to talk about this. It does sadden me because it's a New York election. And I saw a press release today, and I was like, okay, so what? And then after I saw the press release, I started seeing news stories, and then 
I became aware of something else that happened with this particular candidate. And the candidate's Carl Palladino, Republican House candidate from New York. He's announced that he's running for House seat. And, again, I saw the announcement this morning. In fact, it came in my email. Carl Palladino to file over 3,100 Republican petitions, surpassing his primary opponent. uh, So says his own release, I guess, nearly 1,000 more petitions than Nick Langworthy. uh, And he's only been out there collecting petitions uh, less than a week. His statement, he says, he's so grateful for the outpouring of grassroots support from thousands of Republicans across New York 23, the 23rd District, in such a short amount of time, on with your victory. Well, okay. There's a story in the New York Times. Paladino draws backlash for calling Hitler the kind of leader we want. Whoa, what's this? So you read the story. Carl Palladino, Republican, running for House seat in Western New York, praised Adolf Hitler last year for inspiring his followers, describing the fascist dictator as the kind of leader we need today. Then I read further in the story, and I see that this 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 was resurfaced by Media Matters of America, and I said, "Oh, Media Matters, come on!" This group of radicalized lefties who can never be trusted to tell the truth about anything, almost anything. This David Brock's group, Hillary supporter, huge Soros, put a lot of money in this media matters. And, of course, they used to mischaracterize Rush every chance they got and try to stir up stuff with his advertisers and, you know, the whole nine. This is just a radical, wacko left-wing group. So I read that Media Matters was behind it, and I started to dismiss it. But I kept reading. And then I came across the actual remarks. And so rather than me try to tell you whether it's being mischaracterized or not, I'll let you make up your own mind. Listen to what was said. Go ahead. I was thinking the other day about... Somebody had mentioned on the radio uh, Adolf Hitler and, and and how he aroused the crowds. I mean, he get up there screaming these epithets, and 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 these people were just they were, they were hypnotized by him. Uh, that's I guess I guess that's the kind of uh, uh, leader we need today. We need somebody inspirational. We need somebody that 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 is a doer, has been there and done it, so that it's not a strange new world to him. There's no, there has been no denial from <clears throat> Mr. Palladino's camp that, that this, in, in fact, is his voice. In fact, in the story that I have from the New York Times, he actually alluded to, I believe, I think I read it in this story, that he alluded to, right, in an email statement on Thursday, Mr. Palladino said his invocation of Hitler had been a serious mistake and rightfully upsets people but he blamed the news media for taking his remarks out of context. So I want you to play it one more time. Let's see if this is taken out of context. Go ahead, play it. I was thinking the other day about uh, 
somebody had mentioned on the radio uh, Adolf Hitler and, and and how he aroused the crowds. I mean, he get up there screaming these epithets, and 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 these people were just they they were hypnotized by him. Uh, that's I guess I guess that's the kind of uh, a leader we need today. We need somebody inspirational. We need somebody that 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 is a doer, has been there and done it, so that it's not a strange new world to him. In the article in the New York Times, he goes further. There were other remarks which have been uh, made public. He has previously said, according to the New York Times, that children should not be brainwashed into thinking that being gay was acceptable. And he suggested that Michelle Obama, the former first lady, should be, quote unquote, let loose in the outback of Zimbabwe. Let loose in the outback of Zimbabwe. So, <clears throat> you will make up your own minds, but there's more. We've had a gentleman on this show before. He's a brilliant lawyer. He ran against Letitia James. He's a diehard Republican who has fought for Republican issues all his life. He happens to be, happens to be an American. He happens to be a very brilliant Republican. His name is Keith Wolford. He ran as a Republican against Letitia James when she ran and won, sadly, the seat for attorney general. Today, he issued a statement that was in the Buffalo News. I will read you the statement. It says, I'm a black Republican. Part of it was excerpted in the Buffalo News. He says, I'm a black Republican, but unlike most other Republicans, I have lived in black neighborhoods in Buffalo and in Harlem for most of my life and spent a lot of time standing up for the party and its principles. There are many times where people have called one Republican or another racist, and I have explained to those accusers why they were wrong. But Carl Palladino, he goes on to say, is a racist, not racially insensitive, not unsophisticated, a straight-up old-school racist. And I know this from my personal experiences in 2018 carrying the party's banner in New York State. Other Republicans, in fact, all of them that I know were disgusted by Carl's racism toward me and rejected it. The people of Western New York and the Southern Tier know Carl is a racist and they deserve better. Carl Palladino does not belong in Congress if he wins the primary. I hope he loses in November. And if Carl is seated, the GOP should immediately announce he will have no committee assignments. I urge my fellow Republicans in the Southern Tier and across New York to reject Carl. We should keep our principles and advance them without the taint that Palladino brings. That was his statement, and I wanted to know what prompted all of this, so I called him, and I asked him, what's behind all of this? And I talked to three people today. Apparently it is being alleged that he, when he found out Mr. Woodford was running, suggested to others at a very public Republican event that they didn't want a black Republican representing the party, and, but he didn't use the word black. What I was told, and again, these are, I had it told to me by two different people that the term Moulian was used, which many of you know what that is. If you don't, never mind. So I leave all of that up to you. You have to make the best choice up to you. I just wanted to bring you the latest in that race. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, coming back right after this.
Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. Rush. Lionel Richie brings us back on this Friday edition of Bo's Nerdly's Rush Hour. We are so very pleased to have with us, I think, in my humble opinion, one of the bravest men in the United States Senate. He is unafraid to talk about things that other senators will not talk about and actually try to get things done. For instance, it wasn't too long ago that Senator Johnson joined with Senator Mike Lee, to introduce the bill to help victims of vaccine adverse reactions. Senator, welcome. How are you? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing great, James. How about yourself? I'm doing well. What is going on with that, very quickly? Uh, is Has there been any movement on trying to help secure relief for people that have suffered? Because we don't hear about them that much, the people that have suffered very adverse reactions from their vaccines? Well, I wish I could report there's all kinds of movement, but there hasn't been. And that's largely because the federal health agencies, the medical establishment, they simply refuse to acknowledge vaccine injuries. Uh, maybe individual doctors are, but uh, you know, in general, uh, people are just denying they exist. You know, I have I've started raising the issue of the VAERS report uh, in March, April 2020, when we were reporting, you know, I can't remember the exact number, three, 4,000 deaths back then, 46% of those were occurring on day zero, one, or two. Just got the most recent report where over 28,500 deaths worldwide reported in the VAERS system, just shy of 1.3 million uh, adverse events. Now, it's true that the, the VAERS does not prove causation, uh, but it's also true that, in general, the VAERS system dramatically understates the number of adverse events, and I've talked to enough doctors who are highly discouraged, if not threatened, uh, if they even think about uh, reporting a vaccine injury on the VAR system. So uh, this is, from my standpoint, it's, it's a travesty that uh, these individuals who've been uh, injured by the vaccine, they, they can't get treatment because nobody's acknowledging it. Uh, their, their doctors just think they've you know, they got anxiety or something. But... Uh, Right now, right now, I think about 28% of those uh, 28,500 deaths have occurred on day zero, one, or two. Again, it doesn't prove causation, but it certainly concerns me. But it doesn't seem to be concerning the, the, the Fauci's and the, the federal health agencies are certainly not the, uh, the CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer. That is just astounding. I have so many issues to go through with you in so little time. I'm going to do rapid fire. But first, you came under attack, and a scurrilous attack pretty much accusing you of violating the law with travel. And can you briefly explain to, because this thing was circulated far and wide by the mainstream media who never issued a retraction after you came out with the facts of this situation. Can you briefly explain to people what that was about? Uh, you know, th th this was a complete non-story. Uh, we get reimbursed for travel back to D.C., no, no matter where we are. And so during the pandemic in particular, when my children were down in Florida, my wife would visit them, I took some weekend trips down there, never got, never charged the taxpayer for going down to Florida. 
but then I would, you know, then we'd get billed. The taxpayer reimbursed me for travel back to D.C. It's completely legitimate. Uh, I don't even see these things. This is handled by, by my office and Senate rules and people audit this. This is all uh, it's a non-issue entirely. I, by the way, this is about five to ten thousand dollars worth of uh, travel total over like eight years. Uh, my, my travel expenses are actually less than my uh, fellow senator from Wisconsin. Uh, so there's just no scandal here. I, I've actually I've reimbursed the taxpayer for about $100,000 of my Obamacare coverage. I, I do not accept a federal reimbursement for my health care coverage. I'm, I think I may be the only member of Congress that does that. I've reimbursed the taxpayer for government shutdowns uh, when those occurred. Uh, again, I, James, my, my integrity means everything to me, and I've scrupulously maintained it during my time in the United States Senate. This is a complete hit job. It, by the way, it was uh, fed to the reporter by the Democrats, and the reporter even admitted to my comms person that he was under pressure to write this story, and so he wrote it. And then, um, of course, a nasty headline, and you know, listen, they'll, they'll come out with an ad uh, with that nasty headline, and unfortunately, too many people believe it. This is the way that things work. Now, I want to talk to you about this, the the attacks on pro-life offices. Right now, there have been a number of pro-life groups, whether they're advocating for women to uh, to veer away from abortion toward other means or whatever. But there have been any number of pro-life groups or advocates whose offices have been firebombed or, or otherwise vandalized or threatened over the past few weeks. You have asked the Biden administration why this these kind of activities have not been labeled domestic terrorism. And yesterday, of course, we had an attempted assassin for a Supreme Court justice. Today we learned that the group Ruth sent us has uh, identified where Justice uh, Amy Coney Barrett's children go to school, her church, and they're protesting as well in front of her house. What is going on here, Senator? Well, something really bad is going on, James. I mean, you remember the the famous uh, speech that uh, Leader Schumer gave outside the Supreme Court, you know, the Justice Kavanaugh, you have created a whirlwind and you won't even know what hit you. I mean, can you can you imagine if Leader McConnell said something like that about a liberal justice? I mean, it would be front page news. It would be the lead news on ev- every uh, nightly newscast. And yet Schumer doesn't pay any price for this. You know, liberals pay no price for this. You know, we asked the Department of Justice, to what extent are you uh, investigating these firebombings? Don't hear anything from them at all. I, I guess it would have to be a white supremacist group that firebombed them before the Department of Justice would uh, be interested in it. So, now let's face it: we we have two systems of justice in our country right now. One one that is, you know, designed to let off Democrats and their elite buddies, you know, like Michael Sussman, like Hunter Biden, and then it, one for uh, the rest of us. And in particular, if you uh, are supportive of conservative causes you are really targeted by the Justice Department for the maximum uh, penalties and the, and, the, and the harshest treatment. I mean, t- take a look what they did to Roger Stone and then Peter Navarro. Now, so many of these people that just showed up uh, on January 6th never entered the Capitol. They were just there. They were showing up with SWAT teams. Uh, this, again, it is grotesque, the unequal justice being applied in our country today. 
you also have um, spoken about the situation on the border, and I think we're going to have to leave it at that when time is fleeing, but I'm going to invite you back really soon because you and I need to have an extended discussion. You are involved in so many things that affect this country that all of us are worried about, crime, the border. But let's talk about the border for, for a quick second. The projections that I have been given are that if everything is, if, if nothing is done, and if Title 42 goes away, and it's already being chipped away, by the way, even though it still supposedly stands in writing, that we can expect within a year an influx of illegal immigrants of 6,400,000 by the current numbers. There is a surge that is already happening in throughout Central America. Cuba has sent over their undesirables to Nicaragua so that they can penetrate the United States through coming up through the southern border. You have been asking questions about what is going on with this flawed asylum process and the border. Do you see anything that indicates that there will be anything done to bring the lawlessness down at the southern border under control? No, the Biden administration wants open borders. One and a quarter million people came to this country and were dispersed, either encountered or as known gotaways uh, last year. One and a million, one and a quarter million people. That's a number larger than the population of eight states. There are tens of millions of, Ameri- of tens of millions of people that want to come to America. Who wouldn't? And, and what I find interesting is they're talking about this massive caravan, you know, fifteen thousand people. James, that's just two days worth of encounters. We, we, right. we get half of that every day, 7,800 people per day during the, the month, month of April. We don't know May's numbers yet. No, this is out of control, but this is exactly what Democrats want. This is, the, this is the result of their policy, and this is what they wanted. Uh, your seat is being held up by Democrats as a national seat. They are lining up money from all over the country to try to defeat you. Where can people go to support you? Ron Johnson for Senate.com, and thanks for giving me that opportunity. They've already spent $32 million against me. I don't even have an opponent except I have the worst opponent. I have the media trying to take me out for the last 18 months. For So Ron Johnson for Senate.com, I'm going to need a lot of help and support to save the seat. Senator Johnson, we're going to invite you back again very soon. We want to go through more of these issues in depth. Thank you, sir, for joining us this afternoon. Stay well. Take care. Thank you. Senator Ron Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour continues. Princess Di, your calls all coming up, 800-848-WABC. We're going to talk January 6th. We're going to talk, and if you watched it or read about it and you want to comment on it, give us a call. We're coming right back after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley on 77 WABC. The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdley. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdley. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Mariah Carey brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. Of course, that was Chuck Schumer threatening a United States Supreme Court justice. Protests continue at his house, at the house of Amy Coney Barrett, Justice Barrett. And the group Ruth sent us has now targeted her children and her church. This is happening in the United States of America. 
Princess Diana, looking so forward to speaking with you. How are you, Princess Di? I am so happy to speak with you, too. And thank you again for that wonderful interview with Senator Johnson. He is a hero of ours. And it is so rare to have someone in the U.S. Senate who does indeed fight for things that matter to conservatives and to all Americans. And you know he's got to feel all alone in there. So thank you for your support you're giving him. Well, thank you. And he does, and he picks up the battles that no one else will fight. And they have been pounding him relentlessly. And you heard that, $30 million already raised against him. Thirty million. And I have read they have succeeded in bringing his numbers down. They have targeted him deliberately with all this scurrilous information, all of it untrue, and they use their usual smears and lies. And it is affecting his poll numbers. I don't think they're going to succeed ultimately because he has such fervent support among conservatives. Gannett, the large newspaper, uh, newspaper owner, Owner of USA Today, Princess Di, they announced today that they are going to scale back their opinion pages. They are, they're going to, they're, because they want to combat the impression that they're biased. And so they're going to limit, they, they don't want the newspapers to endorse candidates, and they want to scale back their op-ed pages because they don't want people thinking they're biased. What do you make yeah. of this? through this. It is so funny because in their view, it's just a perception problem they have. It's not a real bias. It's just the mistaken view, especially younger readers have. And they basically have decided to cut back editorial pages. They're dropping columns, the syndicated columns, editorial cartoons, political endorsements, endorsements and letters to the editor. It's not the problem of the op-eds. It's the quote-unquote news coverage. And we all know that that is where their bias is. It is not a perception, and it is not something imagined by readers. They really are correct that they have a problem. And I'm really happy to see they're going about it all wrong because they're losing audience, and that's a good thing. And I love the idea that something marked is an opinion, where it's clearly stated, hey, this is an opinion. They think that's a problem of bias. An opinion where we expect there well, they, to be they a say bias. Young readers, young readers can't tell the difference between news reporting and opinion, they say. Well, that's because their opinions infect every single thing they publish, and including, as you just probably observed, all of the hype concerning the January 6th uh, hearings. It was the news media on a huge, basically advertising for the Democrat Party all day. Every single thing was, hey, tonight is the hearings. Tonight is the hearings. What to expect from the hearings? What to watch for in the hearings? It wasn't news reporting. It was, you better watch. And they were also really mad that Fox did not run it. They are having a cow (laughs) that Fox is not running it. And these are the same news organizations that refuse to run anything about Hunter Biden. These are the same news organizations that refuse to point out the truth about Hillary Clinton's entire scandal-plagued career, let alone the email service. These are the same people that never reported on the truth on Benghazi, Fast and Furious. These are the same people that refuse to tell the truth about the DOJ and the FBI's involvement in the Trump 
uh, phony coup that they tried to run. These are the same people that refused honestly to report on the so-called two impeachments of Trump, which were just political theater. And so now they get ticked off that Fox is not carrying this phony J6 show. Did you watch it, by the way? No, I did not. I, like you, read about it. That was about all that. I do not agree with just because they set an agenda of an event that happened a year and a half ago that we all have to fall in line and talk about it. I think it's good to remind people of the truth that they're not covering. However, I don't want to spend my effort and my focus when the real story that's bothering Americans is the pocketbook and the gas prices. And and this is what they're trying to turn, deflect attention from, is the fact that even though Biden today blamed Putin again, that, the, that his policies are absolutely hurting Americans. And stock that market, is what I I'm read, going to focus on. I read the stock market, and I don't know whether this was the last number, but I read about an hour and a half ago that the stock market had fallen 800 points today. Yep over fears of inflation. And inflation is still here. It is still out of control. Biden has almost admitted there's no way that they can stop it. By the way, we still have a baby food shortage. That's been driven from the headlines. But the shortage is still there. We have record high gasoline prices. There are reports out of one one county in Illinois that the police can't answer their 911 calls because right. they'll run out of gas. They don't have the money to put gas in their cars. This is Joe Biden's America. Yes, and the situation is very dire, and it is really starting to snowball the effects, the political anger out there. And the media thinks if they don't talk about it, it's going to go away. They magically want to just wave away, and, and they have stopped at least saying that it's a good thing. I mean, they first denied it was happening, inflation, and then they started this idea, well, it's a good thing. And now they're basically not saying anything because well, I would like, they see how damaging it is. Well, I would like to leave you with this for today, and then you'll be back tomorrow with us on our Saturday, Saturday morning radio extravaganza. But I would like to leave you with the words of Liz Cheney, who says to you, Princess Di, to my Princess Diana, And those of you others who are defending the indefensible, there will come a day when Donald Trump is gone. But your dishonor, Princess Diana, will remain. (laughs) We'll see who's going to go first, whether it's her or me. And I guarantee you it's her. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Princess Di. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, James. WABC Talk Radio 77. You can stream WABC Worldwide. All you have to do is download the 77 WABC app. Go to WABCRadio.com. When you download that app, be sure to check out the podcast section. You'll find all of my podcasts, all of the podcasts of WABC Talk Show hosts. And remember, this is Worldwide. And also remember, after this show today, John Katz at Night is up next. Katz at Night. Keep it right here on WABC. We're coming back. Your call's coming up. 800-848-WABC right after this. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. 
So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush, rush. Stevie Wonder. From the quadruple Grammy Award winning album, Inner Visions. Don't you worry. About a thing. Well, I understand the sentiment, but still, you may want to worry about a few things. I'll give you one example of something to worry about. Mayor Adams and the city council have said they're going to shake a do a handshake deal. Record-breaking city budget. Get how much your city is spending this year or the next budget. $101 billion. $101 billion. Now, guess what is going to remain flat? supposedly according to reporting from the New York Post today. The police department budget, which is already, already understaffed against previous years, especially when Rudy Giuliani, who you can hear right here every day on WABC, every weekday here on WABC, right before this program, when he was running things and brought crime down. So the police budget out of this $101 billion that, that Mayor Adams and the city council want to spend, the police budget is going to remain relatively flat at $5.6 billion with criminals roaming the streets. I have so many stories that I cannot get to today. Mother of teen caught on video gunpoint mugging in New York City says her son An A student is questioning why did this happen to him? Man pistol whipped, robbed, leaving New York subway station. Man pleads guilty and caught on camera New York City shove that woman miraculously survived. Those are just a fraction of the stories about New York, but I promise the telephones, let's go to them. Let us start Joe, Long Island. Thank you for waiting, Joe. Yes. Good afternoon. I just wanted to say that the January 6th hearings yesterday were a big snooze fest. And there's a reason why they had them. As you know, things are going miserably in the country right now, thanks mostly to the incompetence of the Democrat Party. And the Democrat Party was desperate for a distraction, and the January 6th hearings were that distraction. They have shown over and over again... They are incapable of governing, so they have to constantly be in campaign mode. Joe, brilliant analysis. We thank you and hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you so much. Mary in Manhattan, welcome. WABC, you were on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Hi, Mary. Hi, Bo. Thank you. I watched that uh, witch hunt, that uh, reenaction of the Salem witch trials yesterday, mm-hmm. and I heard uh, this, uh, 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 what's this guy that, uh, anyway, he's a news reporter, was saying that uh, Liz Cheney is the 
uh, arbiter of uh, virtue or some words <laughs> like that. <laughs> I knew I'd get you to laugh at that. <laughs> oh, what did you think of Liz uh, Cheney's Geraldo performance? Rivera, who said that? It was Geraldo. Oh, goodness oh, yes. gracious. But I Poor have Geraldo. an opinion on, on uh, Liz Cheney. Uh, her middle name is Abu Ghraib. Her father was the guy who was running the country during the war based on lies. And there's a lot which killed millions of people, Americans, Iraqis. It was a, a horror. And it's still going on and also largely suspected of being involved with the fall of the World Trade Center. Well, we let me, know. okay, let, let me stop you there, Mary. I don't believe for one moment that, that Dick Cheney and, and, and George Bush 43 had anything to do with the World Trade Center. The terrorists, the 19 of them that committed that evil act, and Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who is still not on trial in any other country, he would have already been uh, roasting. But, uh, but your comments on Liz Cheney, oh, right, beautiful, on point. Mary, thank you so much. Let us go to Monroe, New Jersey. And Frank, Frank, welcome. Time's running short. What is your point, please? Oh, God bless you, sir. I spoke with you 33 years ago when uh, Rush was talking to Rita from Detroit, and she was accusing him of trichinology. Oh, my but gosh. That's, not, that's amazing. That's not what I called about. I want to know who paid for the flight and the taxi fare for this Nicholas John Roski who ended up in front of Kavanaugh's house. I want to know who paid for that fare. Also, Giuliani's office was invaded. On January 5th, 2021, Senator Hawley, H-A-W-L-E-Y, Republican from Missouri, his house was, was being protested in front of. And I wanted to know why Antifa's fundraising went up 500% after Hawley's house was invaded. Hello, is anybody listening? You have plenty of listeners there, Frank. Great questions. Let's see what comes out with answers. Trumbull, Connecticut, Bill. Welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. Time short. Hello, what is Bo. the point? Hi Hello, there, Bill. There's, there's one crime that has gone down in New York, and that's arson. That's because nobody could afford the gasoline. <laughs> King of the one-liners, that's Bill. Thank you for the call. Eileen in Rockland County. Welcome. You're on Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. Hi, Eileen. James, love you, baby. Um, I didn't watch the show last night. I watched something more intelligent. Bugs Bunny. And what's that back? You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> anyway, the way things are going, I'm out of here soon. I give up. Goodbye. No, honey. Love no, no, James. no. The way things are going, the way, listen to me, sweetheart, my darling, please listen I to me. I want to be with my Lord. The way things are going, this is the time to be filled with optimism. These people cannot contain the truth. They have tried every lie in the book about inflation, and if the average American is saying, are you kidding? We know it's not Putin. We know it's you, Joe. They right. keep lying about crime. Yes? James, the people that are saying blame Putin and Trump, they are in a Biden-induced coma. That is right. And guess what? Come November, you watch, Eileen. We're going to see the first taste of the real awakening, not the wokeism, but the real awakening. Hold on. Be optimistic. Be of good cheer. Do not give up hope ever on America. 
This is a long battle. We are in the middle of it, and we cannot afford to lay down our shields or our political swords before the enemy, political enemy. Thank you, Eileen. Let us go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Jacqueline, quickly, how are you this afternoon? I'm, I'm good, except I'm upset that I, I decided against my better judgment to waste two hours of my life last night and watch that dog and pony show. But I'm glad I did, because they shot themselves in the foot. There was a British film documentarian, and he had posted on Instagram after he was there on January 6th, why were the doors left wide open? And why at this particular part of the Capitol was there only one police officer? Um, uh, one thing I'd like to get across regarding the justices. There is a bill that Madame Lugosi and the rest of Congress is stalling that would protect the Supreme Court justices and their families with 24-hour-a-day armed police protection. And everyone that is a voter in this country on Monday needs to call their congressperson and tell them if they don't vote to pass that act on Tuesday, they're going to get fired in November. Jacqueline, thank you for your call. As always, brilliance and loveliness at the same time. Gail Valhalla. I love that town name, don't you? Gail, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Hi, Gail. Hi, Bo. And I have to tell you, before I say anything, it is such an honor to talk to you. I heard Rush for many years make reference to Bo Snurley and talk about you and rave about you. What an honor it is to actually speak to you. But the point I just want to make is that, um, to me, the BLM riots and the fact that there was a man on his way to to basically assassinate Kavanaugh, to me, those are more constitutional crises than what happened on January 6th. I think that's a lot of drama, and I think the real sad news of what happened during that summer of the BLM riots has completely been overlooked when so many people, people were killed then and businesses were destroyed and black businesses were destroyed. And everybody was in such a state during that time. And yet that is given no importance. And instead they capitalize on this, which may have been important, but pales in comparison to the importance of what they did to this country during those BLM riots and what happened with with uh, Justice Kavanaugh. To me, the possible assassination of a Supreme Court justice, that is more of a threat to democracy than anything else, in my view. Gail, again, brilliance, sheer and utter brilliance. Thank you. Chris, Hampton Bays, time is fleeting. What is the point you'd like to make? When they formed the January 6th committee, and when I heard that Jim Jordan was going to be on the committee, I texted all my buddies. He is going to rip everybody a new you-know-what. And lo and behold, my hopes and dreams and our hopes and dreams were dashed when he was kicked off the committee. If Jim Jordan was on the committee, he would have blown it up, okay? He would have asked the real questions. People's heads would have rolled. And we wouldn't even be talking about January 6th today, probably. Thank you. And that is why Nancy Pelosi used her power as Speaker of House to not only deny Jim Jordan, but to deny everybody that could have made a difference. And instead, the only thing that's supposedly bipartisan about this about this fiasco is that they have two of Trump hating rhinos, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. They don't want the truth. They to borrow a quote, can't handle the truth, but the American people can handle the truth. That is what is really important about all of this. 
We have time for 30 seconds. Ray from Queens, you've got about 30 seconds to make your point. Right to it, please. Hey, Bo, I was just wondering why uh, so many people are taking this insurrection so lightly, including yourself. Those people should have been shot on sight. Are you talking about the people that came into the Capitol? I'm talking about all the hundreds and hundreds of people that raided the Capitol. That's what I'm okay. talking about. Ray, let me put it to you like this. In this country, we don't support mass executions. And I'm sorry, that's another America. Maybe an America the Democrats would like, but that is not our America. God bless you, Ray. And my friends, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., bright and early, set your alarms. Have your first cup of coffee with us on the Saturday morning radio extravaganza with yours truly, Bo Snerdley. Thank you for being here for Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. Remember, John Katz, next, Katz at Night. We'll be back at 7 a.m. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye.